Hello, I'm John Merrill, and welcome to my podcast, The Discipleship Tree. Um, this is my first episode, and I'm very excited. And when I was thinking about what would be the first one I will ever do, and I keep thinking about what would a new person, maybe who does not know Christ, does not have a chance to accept his salvation, what are some of the questions that uh, that stop people from, from doing this? And one thing that came to my mind is a lot of people feel like they're not worthy. Or they say, well, you really know what I did in my life. You know that God would never forgive me. And we know that's untrue because God has forgiven the whole world through the acts of his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. So we know that sometimes people use this either maybe an excuse or maybe sometimes people use it because they really feel that they're not worthy. So this is what I want to talk about today. And um, to quickly get into it is that Christ or God chose um, his son to be a sacrifice where we can gain reconciliation with God Um, because there was a wide gasm. But when Christ redeemed us on the cross, we were um, brought together and reconciled. And he did that because his son had to be humble first because he brought him here. At first, he was divine and brought and was made flesh. He also lived a very humble life very obscure in a a place called Galilee or Nazareth. Um, His father was a handyman. So he didn't bring up, come up as uh, a very wealthy or educated or a very well-to-do and very well-known person. Also, God chose uh, one thing of the cross. The cross was very, uh, a, a device used by the Romans to use, not for Roman citizens, because if someone's going to be executed, they did it a quick and painless beheading or a thrust through the neck um, where there was no pain. It was done quickly and no, no suffering. But the Romans used something called crucifixion on a cross or a tree. And for Jewish people, they thought that was a curse. Um, so they saved the cross or the crucifixion for criminals, slaves, and traitors. And of course, die, Christ will die on the cross in between two thieves, criminals. And he would die slowly, painfully, just like everyone else. So God used some lowly things, some gruesome things, all right, in his act of salvation. He didn't do it with some fanfare and and, um, pageantry and all that and, and pomp and circumstances. It was gruesome. It was horrible. And to the world <clears throat> of that day and even today, they would think this is foolishness, all right? But let me read something from um, the book of 1 Corinthians. This is from the Apostle Paul, and this kind of explains that God's wisdom is way different than man's wisdom. And in a lot of ways, God has has reversed things um, and done the opposite that man would do. Well, you would think, okay, so is that wrong for God to do? I don't think so because, as we see, God's wisdom is far exceeds or his strength far exceeds anything that man can produce. So let me read here. This is from 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, um, verse 26. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you have, were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise, like I talked about. Christ was humbled. He used the cross, which was a sign of shame, 
but it was eventually became a sign of his love and his in Christ's victory. Um, God chose that what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not to bring to nothing the things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that, as it is written, let no one who boasts only boast in the Lord. So this is Paul writing to people who were kind of complaining about his weaknesses and about some of the people who've come to the Lord, which weren't saying sometimes they may have been seen as the outcasts. But if we see in the Bible, God has used a lot of different people from humble origins or people who appeared weak or people who appeared on the fringes. Abraham and Sarah, they were the mother and father of a nation, but they were old. They were barren. But God was a God of impossibilities and gave them a son, which was Isaac. And, and then you have Moses. He was a stammerer. He's one that was, was a criminal. He ran away from Egypt. But God used him to deliver his people out uh, through his power. Um, there was a guy named Gideon in the book of Judges. He was from the least tribe of Israel, from the least clan, and also the youngest. So God has used the weakest. And we also find in, in Gideon that God sometimes tore his army away from him, where he only he fought this massive army with only 300 people. Why? Because God wants to show that he could take something small and weak and destroy the powers of man. We also have David being a lowly and humble shepherd boy. And, of course, disciples who are very poor, uneducated men, but they were the ones that uh, were empowered by the Holy Spirit to bring this whole religion and, and faith that God, that Jesus has commanded them to, to the whole earth. So as we see, God's wisdom far exceeds. They even said sometimes God's foolishness is is more wiser than man's wisdom. Well, we're not saying God is foolish, and then we can't imply that. But what we can say is that that even God at his lowest point is far exceeding and far greater and far grander than what man cooked up, whether his wisdom or his power. Um, so why doesn't God use the smartest? Well, I kind of sense that God doesn't need the smartest. He doesn't need the wisest. He doesn't need the strongest. Because in some way, the smartest, the richest, the strongest, the most wisest, they don't need God. A lot of times, why would they need him? Because in their mind, they have made all this, whether their wealth or their strength, their power, their influence, their fame, they got it by just basically, they think they did it own. But of course, we all know that God is a giver of everything. So what does God want? How can God use you? Well, one thing is in the book of Psalms in chapter 51, God talks about, well, who can he use? He wants to use the brokenhearted. He wants to use people of a contrite spirit or something that's very remorseful and sadness. And he wants someone who's humble because God can use those. Just like when someone um, hits rock bottom, there's no other place but to go up. And God will lift those people. Those who come humbly to God will be raised up. And um, like I said, uh, he doesn't want to use self-righteous because they'll just boast in themselves. 
But if we all know that we hit rock bottom, there was no other way we could do this except through Christ, then we know when we boast about something, it will be that we boast in Christ. So whether you're an outcast, down and out, sinful, weak, or you feel that you're humble, that you come from um, uh, a wretched beginning or been sinful or or um, the world doesn't look at you that, that you're not worth anything, God could use you. And he can use you by when you accepted his gifts of salvation to become a child of God and eventually his disciple. So this is where the journey begins. A lot of times we need to not take away from thinking that I can't do this on my own. I need Christ. I need to deliver. I need to come humbly. I need to come brokenhearted. I need to come um, where I can be molded by God. So this is where I leave people often. If you feel you're not worthy, God's not looking for the strongest, the wisest, and the richest, and the most famous. He's looking for people who come to him humbly and cry out to him, and he will save them. Come pray with me before I end this episode. Dear Heavenly Father, we are grateful. We are so thankful that your plan of salvation didn't focus on the strong and the most famous, but focused on people who are weak, people who need a Savior, people who need deliverance. God, we thank you for your Son. We thank you for the cross. We ask that everybody uh, confess their sins and understand that we need you. Lord, I pray for this podcast, anyone who's listening, that your Holy Spirit touches their heart so they come to know you and know your nature and know your love and love your mercy and graciousness. We ask this all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you, uh, I'll talk to you next time in my next episode. Mm -hmm.